0: tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. If it sounds like I'm speaking Greek for this Podcast episode, just know that that is okay. I am simply trying to scratch the surface of your awareness and introduce you to something that we call Guna or Gunas, G U N A S. And it is a part of the Ayurveda and yoga tradition. And it is um, definitely something that if you're unfamiliar with, you'll have a general idea today but um, there's so much more information and um, I like I said I just wanted to at least give you the introduction to the gunas. Now in the philosophy of yoga these three gunas or as they are known to be qualities emerge creating the essential aspects of all nature that includes energy, matter, and consciousness. These three gunas are tamas, which is darkness rajas which is activity and sattva which is beingness all three gunas are always present in all human beings and objects surrounding us but vary in their relative amounts now we as humans have the unique ability to consciously alter the levels of the gunas in our bodies and minds the gunas cannot be separated or removed in oneself but can consciously be acted upon to encourage their increase or decrease and a guna can be increased or decreased through the interaction and influence of external objects lifestyle practices and thoughts so the first one we're going to discuss is tamas t-a-m-a-s and it is a state of darkness inertia and inactivity now the tamas manifest from ignorance and deludes all beings from their spiritual truths so we want to reduce the tamas to avoid um Basically, being in this state, and we do that by the foods we eat, which reminds you of the Ayurveda practice um, oversleeping, overeating, inactivity, passivity, and fearful situations. And those types of foods that are um, that increase tamas in the body include heavy meats and foods that are spoiled, chemically treated, treated processed, or refined. And even if you do not understand tamas, you can understand that. Um, bringing in that kind of energy in your body is not going to have the most beneficial effect on the other side, right? Um, You do not need yoga and the philosophy of yoga to just have that general idea that what you take in is what you receive and what you receive is what you're able to also give. So um, I I love that idea because it is um, really creating that mind-body-spirit balance that we are always re-evaluating through our yoga practice and possibly just in life now rajas r-a-j-a-s is a state of energy action change and movement and the nature of rajas is out of attraction longing and attachment and rajas strongly binds us to the fruits of our work to reduce rajas we want to of course um, Think about the foods that we take in again, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Overexercising, overworking, loud music. Ah, I love loud music. Excessive thinking and consuming excessive material goods. And those foods are like fried foods, spicy foods, and stimulants. Again, taking this back to the episode that was published regarding Ayurveda, you can see how this realigns itself there. Now satva or S A T T V A is what we're looking for it is a state of harmony balance joy and intelligence It is the guna that yogis achieve towards as it reduces the rajas and the tamas and thus makes liberation possible. Now to increase sattva or reduce both rajas and tamas we want to eat the right foods for this energy. Enjoy activities and environments that produce joy and positive thoughts. That sounds inherent right now those foods are things like whole grains and whole foods basically legumes and fresh foods fresh fruits and veggies that grow above the ground that receive sunshine if you think about it that way all of the yogic practices were developed to create sattva in mind and in the body so thus practicing yoga and leading a yogic lifestyle strongly cultivates So everything that we talk about on this podcast is essentially all about this particularly this particular principle of harmony balance joy and intelligence and i personally love that now keep in mind that the mind's psychological qualities are highly unstable and can quickly fluctuate between the different gunas that is okay it's part of being human part of the experience now the predominant guna of the mind acts as a lens that affects our perceptions and perspective of the world around us Thus, if the mind is in rajas, it will experience world events as chaotic, confusing, and demanding, and it will react to these events in that way. Now, all the gunas create attachment and thus binds oneself to the ego. So it's important that we continue to stay unattached to both good and bad, the positive and the negative qualities of life, To try to really cultivate that sattva, our ultimate goal is to transcend um, our misidentification of oneself. So really self-actualizing, as I always say. But it's a process and probably a lifelong one at that. Now, some of the other stuff I wanted to talk about is the key features of sattva is light upward moving pure transparent inspiring and warm the key features of rajas is active moving agitated restless throbbing the key features of tamas is dark heavy downward moving And the mind with sattva is clear, content, inspired to spiritual pursuits, concentrated, and accepting. The mind when it's in rajas is flooded with thoughts, excited, hyperactive, nervous, and wordy. And the mind when it's in tamas is unclear, heavy with depression, hopeless, no inspiration, and dull. Now our emotions when we're in sattva is faith, devotion, peace, humility, contentment, cheerfulness, detachment, yearning for liberation and love. Now, when our emotions are in rajas, we're we're having desire, anger, greed, we may be hypocritic, um, arrogant, jealous, have a lot of ego, envy, ambition, competitive expectation. And when our emotions are in tamas, we have sadness, lack of enthusiasm, stubbornness, clinging, apathy, hopeless, and dejection. Now our energy in sattva is light, joyful, and supple. Our energy in rajas is energetic but restless. So noticing that. And our energy in tamas is dull, heavy, listless. Our body when we're in sattva is energetic, light, and composed. Our body in rajas is unsteady and maybe even too active. And our body in tamas is heavy, stiff, and immobile. Now when we're eating food that helps us to get closer to sattva, that food is light, fresh, easily digested, neither under or overcooked and calming when it's in rajas our food may taste strong it may be heavily spiced pungent overly salted disturbs our sleep and causes dreams our food when we're in tamas is stale heavy full of additives and preservatives overly sweet indulgent induces sleep and is overcooked Now, when we're in sattva, we're attached to knowledge and happiness. When we're in rajas, we're attached to action. When we're in tamas, we're attached to negligence, sloth, and sleep. Now in our works, when it comes to sattva, we're without desire for fruit according to the scriptures. Now the scriptures in this sense are the scriptures of yogic practice. But if you think about this, that's true of a lot of um, spiritual beliefs and religions out there. So I really am comfortable with saying the word scriptures here. Um, our works are about having faith and duty and just being happy. Now our works when we're in rajas is we're seeking fruit. We're maybe be hypocritical, um, ostentatious, anxious, and stressed. And when our works are in tamas, we're with foolish, um, we're like abstaining foolishly. We're failing to observe um, what the principles are of life or, you know, knowing what's the right practice. We're without faith. Now, our environment when we're in sattva is clean and fresh and quiet, peaceful, harmonious, cooperative, going green, as they say, and uncongested. Now, our environment in rajas is conflicted energies, exciting, busy, plays, music, constantly, maybe even argumentative. Our environment in tamas may be dull, dark, stale, unclean, congested with old ideas, depressing, slothful. And our true understanding when we're in sattva is we know virtue. I love the word virtue. It used to be one of my words, like just one of my principal words. Now, when we're in Raja, our understanding is that we have unclear virtues or we might have vices even. And when we're in tamas, our understanding is obscured. We have total obscured thinking. So you kind of get the idea here. We fluctuate in rajas and tamas all of the time. And we live in that moment of sattva. And when I say moment, it could be literally a brief moment. Um, And that's a part of the human experience this just gives us that idea of basically how to understand it now when we are trying to balance the tamas so that just that that dull no inspiration hopelessness stubbornness lack of enthusiastic um or enthusiasm i should say negligence um maybe too sleep too sleep um attached all of that we want to have a strong vinyasa flow we want to create moving meditation we want to do sun salutations back bends we want to do balancing poses we want to minimize our forward bends here we want to hold our poses for less amount of time Um, we don't want to sit in long um, meditative practices we want to have even maybe a shortened savasana we don't want to go into that deep meditative even possible sleep um, state of mind and body and we want to practice pradayama breath work for several minutes maybe like a nadi practice or um, Kapalabhati practice. So we want just this strong practice. What comes to my mind immediately when I think of balancing the tamas is really just bringing on that, like an Ashtanga yoga practice or a Bikram practice, um, practices without music, practice where you're really introspective. Um, But, you know, this type of practice actually doesn't lend itself to if you're already in a Raja state of mind. So if you're experiencing more of a Raja life, you're super active, you're restless, you are hyperactive, um, flooded with this excited but nervous energy, you have a lot of desire, maybe even angry or maybe too ambitious um or competitive or having a lot of expectations or any of that you are going to want to maybe do the opposite so creating a nice hatha yoga practice holding postures for long periods of time for several breaths um, per pose i'm um, creating a meditative practice that is very lengthy um staying in shavasana longer re- almost requiring your body to relax, maybe doing more um, inversions. This is a good time to bring head below heart and forward bends or headstand, handstand, Um, legs up the wall even just relaxing the body so you can see the differences this yin yang kind of idea when we're thinking about yoga again really understanding why even on this podcast when i'm publishing those audio yoga classes that I talk about. If you're practicing this in the morning versus before going to bed, um, maybe adding in certain postures or taking out certain postures, we want to balance our bodies. And even if you are not familiar or had never heard of the gunas, you have already been very much aware of the ideas of these polarizations that we have as life presents them to us through lots of different factors but in yoga and in ayurveda this is the gunas so i hope this at least gives you an idea of them maybe enough for you to explore this outside of this podcast and to continue on your journey of yoga so thank you so much for listening be on the lookout i will be posting in the coming months Um, sequences to balance the tamas and um, possibly even to um, balance the rajas so again um, you will be able to reference that on my website I don't know when I will publish it but I know it will be coming in the future so be on the lookout for that but just know anytime you're doing a vinyasa flow you're balancing tamas and anytime you're doing a strong meditation tight practice, a slower practice, yoga for relaxation, maybe even yin yoga, you will be just inherently balancing the rajas. And if, depending on where you're at in your life, you may need one or the other. If you're being very competitive at work, because that's what's required of you at the time, seek out yin yoga, seek out meditation, seek out yoga for relaxation, seek out a slower moving yoga practice. Um, If you're an athlete that is highly competitive, you will want to balance that with that type of practice in yoga. If you notice that you are in a place of rut, you're in a place of feeling sluggish, seek those other practices, a vinyasa flow, a fast moving practice, um, even things outside of yoga that can get you in that spirit is great. Playing loud music, dancing is a good way to practice, um, balance the tamas. So as you can see, this is far beyond just um, yoga asana practices. You can take this into life. So thank you so much for listening. As always, faith is my grace. Love is the highest vibration. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher.